What's up, everyone, and welcome to the School District Podcast. My name is Adam. Welcome. This is my podcast. I'm the host, and I really, truly hope you enjoy all the conversations I have with educators all over the world, principals, teachers, instructional coaches, assistant superintendents, superintendents, and even state commissioners of education. We go deep and talk about the pain points and lessons learned in education. Please consider subscribing to the podcast, leave a rating, write a review, and share your favorite conversations with colleagues or anyone you think would enjoy. Hey, today's episode is brought to you by me. (laughs) The best way to support the podcast is pick up one of my books, Kids Deserve It, Run Like a Pirate, Empower Our Girls, or Teachers Deserve It. They're all available on Amazon or wherever books are sold, and Kids Deserve It is also on Audible as an audiobook. And if your organization, school, district, county, service unit, conference, or company is having an event and looking for a high-energy, relevant, relatable, fun, down-to-earth speaker that keeps it real and really connects with the audience, reach out directly so we can talk about your event and schedule something amazing for your team. AdamWelcome at gmail.com or MrAdamWelcome.com for more information about speaking and also my other podcasts and blog. All right, my guests for today, plural, I have two on the show together, is my good friend Rachel George and my Elise Tolan, both amazing female educators up in Oregon. And they wrote a book that is making a huge splash called She Leads. And it is the woman's guide to a career in educational leadership. I read an early uh, copy of the book, absolutely loved it, endorsed it. And uh, hey, it was time to have Rachel and Miley on the podcast to talk about the book. Go Do yourself a favor. Go to Twitter, Dr. Rachel George and at Miley Tolan. I will link it in the show notes as well. And uh, hey, thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoy the conversation. I am so excited. You know, I mean, I have to take that back. I'm always excited for podcasts. I think this one is super special uh, because it's it's a conversation with two very good friends about a new book that they both have written and a topic uh, that is actually pretty close to a book that I wrote. Um, so it makes it extra super special. That's what that's what you can see tonight on the podcast. I have my my dear dear friend Rachel George and my new dear dear friend Miley's Tolan. Miley's is new ish in my life um, as a friend and a bibliophile reading books. Um, so it's super uh, it's super fun to talk about your new book that came out in January. So just you know a few months ago, she leads. The Woman's Guide to a Career in Educational Leadership. My Elise, for the people out there that don't know who you are, just introduce yourself, tell us who you are, what you do, and we'll go from there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Adam and Rachel, for having me on uh, your podcast. I think it's great. I've, I was on once before with Brian McCann, and we got to talk about books, and it was a it was a total blast, and I got great recommendations out of it. Um, I am in my 14th year as an administrator. I've been a high school principal, an elementary principal. Uh, I was an athletic director for a little while, and I've spent the last four years working at the district office as the secondary director. So um, I only taught for five years, and it's actually kind of a funny story. I was an activity director at the high school I was teaching at and knew I wanted to go into administration because I worked with the leadership team. And I remember saying to, I don't think this is in the book. I remember saying to the principal, 
I think I'm going to go ahead and start my administrative license. Like, what does that look like? Just kind of trying to figure it out. And he said, well, I didn't did it in five, but you should probably take 10. And I was like, are you freaking for real? Like rude. Well, I'm going to do five. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this license in five because I love teaching. But if that's what it is, if you can get it in five, then I'm going to get it in five. So, um, so I did, I got it in five, no intention of starting to be an administrator when I did. Um, but I, there was this job, I learned about this school, TAF 712 at a conference I was at. And I came home and told my husband, if that school ever has an opening, that's the one I'll apply for. And then I was looking one day and there was this opening and I'm like, Oh, you're kidding. Like I have to try, I have to see what would happen. And, um, then who hires someone with only five years of teaching experience, but TAF 712 did. So I moved to Lincoln County and we have been here ever since. And it's been awesome. Nice. Nice. Rachel. No, no, my gosh. We love the background. We love the stories. This is what the podcast is for. Rachel George, introduce yourself to the few people out there that don't know who you are. Yeah. Yeah. So for starters, Miley's Stop with the disclaimer, friend. Not only five years. You taught five years. Be proud of it. You did a stellar job. And then the other funny thing is that you actually probably should go back and read the book because you did include that. So that when, when my Elise and I wrote the book, we didn't, we didn't understand like the word count issue. And we had like a hundred thousand words. And in like bookland, that's double what you want. That's a and, lot of words. Right. So um bless their hearts, like Dave Burgess and uh, Shelly and company, they're like, awesome. And here's it back. You need to edit and pare it down. So we went from a hundred thousand words down to about 45,000 words. So that was one of the amazing stories that still was, was kept into the mix. Yep. So <laughs> food for thought. Um, but I, I'm Rachel George. I'm in Oregon. Miley and I are both in Oregon. She's along the Oregon coast. I'm up on the mountain, uh, just 15 minutes from that ski lift to my front door, which is fantastic. I right now am in kind of an interesting role, executive director of student services and elementary programs and also help serve as an elementary principal um, in that pre-K land. So just love what I do. Love what I do. Love where I work. Love the people and always excited to podcast with you, Adam. So yeah, heck yeah. Everyone do yourself a favor right now. Go to Twitter, Dr. Rachel George, R-A-C-H. A-E-L. I always get the auto correct because I have a, another Rachel friend in my life that's E-L. And then my Elise Tolan, my Elise Tolan, M-A-J-A-L-I-S-E. I'm going to link it in the show notes as well, but just make sure you're, uh, you're following uh, Rachel and my Elise. Rachel, why this book and why now? Oh, I would say why not now? Mm-hmm. And I think that's why the books resonated with so many people across the nation. So look at the statistics, right? Uh, The number of women leaders that are in administrative positions are pretty dismal. We like rocket in the classroom, but as we move up through the ranks, whether in a jungle gym approach or in just a ladder philosophy, it gets smaller and smaller. And at least within the state of Oregon, a small percentage of Oregon superintendents are women. And when you look at male and female, we've had a 50% turnover in the last two years. So the chances of getting to that level are pretty slim. And the obstacles that you face are also very, very different compared to what other people experience. So we know that Maya, Elise and I, both in in administrative leadership positions, um, have had some interesting paths and some interesting journeys. And we also know that we're not alone. And we also know and understand that as two white women, our perspective is not the norm. So with She Leads, we really wanted to amplify and provide that platform for women and leadership to really rock and show 
tips, strategies, and learning lessons that they've had along their way to help really promote and lift and elevate other women leaders. And we believe that women leaders can be found at all levels, not just the superintendent level or the district office, but all the way down to the classroom. And I even shouldn't say all the way down because it's not down, but all the way at the classroom level. So wherever that path is, there's a there's a story for you, truly, and she leads. Miley, so what am I missing on that? No, I think that that's great. And actually, it was really cool because um, at the a workshop I was just at for uh, principal supervisors, Dr. Karen Gallman was one of the leaders of that, and she's an endorser of the book. So I already thought it was amazing to get to see her and meet her in person. And she told everyone at this um, training that we were at about the book. And it was so neat to have women then come up to me in the bathroom even and we're washing hands and they're like, we saw your book and we just bought it and we're so excited to read it. And one of the things I told the group was just like you were saying, Rachel, there are 37 women that contribute to that in one way or another, plus people that we just knew about and, and share about throughout kind of our storytelling of them. So I think that's a powerful aspect of it that um, you know, we have stories to share, but the magnitude of the stories in there, there's some that still take my breath away and I've read them uh, you know, a hundred times. And so it's just a powerful piece of work. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I read an early copy of lucky to know both of you read an early, uh, early copy of the book. I remember my is the one that messaged me, dear, um, dear Adam, would you mind? I'm like, yes, of course. My dear Adam, it was like, dear Mr. Welcome. I was like a hundred percent. I, and I was, as I was reading and I was just nodding my head, yes, and yes, and yes. And the, 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 like, like the note that I dropped earlier about it's similar, you know, same ish area as a book that I wrote uh, with a really good friend of mine, Lynn Cologne called empower our girls. Um, and I think it's just, it's, you know, again, thank you, Dave Burgess consulting for, for publishing these books and, and just seeing the need uh, for that. The, the impetus for me when I had the idea and started working with Lynn on Empower Our Girls, I read Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg years ago. I read it and then I actually read it again, like cover to cover. And I gave it to my wife to read. And then I started talking to, with, with this idea with my, with my wife and stories about my wife came out and she's not in education, but she's in medicine. And I said, you know, this and that. And then I have a daughter who's really strong and, you know, she's not... She's not, um, she's not loud. She's a, she's a leader, you know, she's not uh, nosy or whatever. How did it start? I mean, I've written four books. Uh, my Elise, this is your first. Rachel, this is your second. How did it start? Like, what was it like? What was the brainchild? Were you like on the beach? Were you in the mountains? Were you just talking and getting amped up? And you're like, let's write a book. Um, like, what, what is the origin story of She Leads? A bar in... <laughs> <laughs> we were drinking PBR and <laughs> I don't remember the beverage of choice that day. Yeah. We were in Sacramento though. We were in your neighborhood. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think we were just having a car. I mean, Rachel and I both read um, all the time too. And so Rachel, it was Rachel's idea. And she said, you know, there, there isn't one out there. There's lots of, of books about about women leaders and women in leadership, but, but not necessarily at that point, two years ago, not necessarily women in education yet, and not a guidebook. Like, where do you jump in and what are the steps along the way? And so, you know, it was before some of the other ones have since come out. Um, and that's really where it got started. And Rachel just kept, kept at it. I was like, yeah, that'd be really fun. That'd be a really great idea. And then 
she said, you know, um, Beth Huff is going to be in Oregon. What if, what if we were able to talk to Beth and maybe see what Beth thinks about it? And Beth really um, was inspirational on it too. She's like, you, you need to put it together. You need to see what happens. And so um, I think, Rachel, what am I missing? Uh, probably the piece where like six months down the road or a year in, you're like, Rachel, why did I agree to this? What, what was I thinking? Uh, you know, we both helped each other out. We both ebbed and flowed yeah. with moments we both wanted to give up. Um, it was fascinating though. Our writing style is really similar. And so we mapped out our table of contents and we knew our map and our road. And during the shutdown, it was mostly the spring of 2020 when we did all of our writing, just a shared Google doc we would write sections and we'd come back later as we were proofing and we're like, did I write that? Did you write that? Whose story, whose story is this? Or the narration in between. So really collaborative and real seamless. And again, lots of revising and editing. Yeah. I think the best re revision editing story is when we had printed a copy out. Rachel gave me permission to print a copy for my mom right before she passed away. And so it's, it's huge. It's like this thick and thank goodness we had it because that's when we get the feedback that we need to cut all of these words out and that our organization was off. And I'm like, are you kidding? Organization is not off. Like I am offended that they don't think this book. Is I was an English teacher. Dang it. I know. She, she was I, an English I teacher. Was. That's the ironic I know piece. that's the problem. So we, we take, I, I run to Rite Aid and I buy, like, I can't find anything in my parents' house. So I buy tape and scissors and everything I can think of to just dissect this book. And so I sat on the floor of my bedroom growing up and I cut the book paragraph by paragraph, reorganized the whole thing, text and pictures to Rachel. And finally, when I got done with this puzzle, I thought we are so unorganized. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and we I went from like 23 chapters to 13 or something. It was, I picture that scene from little women when Joe is in the attic and she's like writing the book and putting everything out there. So I was just, I just had uh, Dr. Courtney Orzel, who's a former uh, principal superintendent and now in charge of the superintendent organization for Illinois on my podcast. And I asked her, you know, a favorite book that she wanted to recommend and she held up, she leads and she, she gave it a shout out. Uh, Courtney is a dear Whoa. friend of mine. If you don't know Courtney, I need to connect you with Courtney. Yeah. Um, you call it a guide. So the people out there that are listening that have not picked up, she leads or had not heard about it. What makes it a guide and what can the listeners out there expect to get when they, when they get the book, Rachel, why don't you uh, start with this one? Mm -hmm. You bet. So She Leads is actually underneath an umbrella book, Lead Like a Pirate. So that's written by Shelley Burgess and Beth Huff. And underneath Lead Like a Pirate, they have a series of different books. Um, they have one that's focused on culture, instructional rounds. Oh man, balance and losing off. I have like a whole stack of them. They're all yeah, called, a whole they're bunch. Beautiful. Yeah. 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 Um, so She Leads is one of those components and spokes off of Lead Like a Pirate. And what it does is it provides tangible, uh, concrete steps to help you wherever you're at in your career path and your leadership journey, tips to get the job, how to interview effectively, how to develop your leadership skill and strategy, communication, harnessing emotion, leading with authenticity, and then also how to balance home and life and personal stuff, because that can also be a little tricky challenge. Yeah. Do you see 
do you see like version two? Because you wrote a hundred thousand words and the, the book is out there in the wild and no, but like, but like things develop. And as you, as you, as you read it and as you get feedback and as you talk about it, and we're going to get into, I know you both are doing workshops, uh, half day, full day workshops with leaders all over the country, which I'm super excited that you're digging into that work. Uh, everyone listening, give us a second. And we're going to talk more about that. But do you see like a version two, like, you know, like, like two years down the road, maybe as things develop, as your work develops and Rachel, your, your role has changed in the last year or two and stuff. I mean, what, what do you think about that? I think it's definitely possible. I know that one of the areas that we should have, would have, could have probably hit on was the idea and notion of sponsorship. We dive into mentorship and that was mm. brought up in trends and themes by our contributors. It's something that was a huge driver for both my Elise and I, as we moved through our career, uh, but sponsorship is really, really also a number one influencer to be able to help move women forward with their career path. So I know that that's one area that has really been hitting home for me that we missed the boat on that. And I would like to be able to include that in the future. So yeah. whether it's version two or we add on, um, Miley, what are your thoughts? I really think, you know, we touch briefly on uh, the female role with being an athletic director, which also, um, you know, women in positions of leadership in athletics has actually been on a, a decline almost since Title IX. And there's a lot of reasons for that. And they're, they're in the role, but um, when it became a paid position, there were a lot of men that moved over into the women ranks of athletics. And so it also has a very low number of of women as athletic directors, um, leading athletic departments. We talk about that. It is referenced in the book with KT Emerson. She's an assistant executive director for Oregon or OSAA. Um, but that's one that I think that we could go a little deeper on because it they're on the rise in athletics, but they also have, it's got its own set of issues when you break into that world. So that's one that I think we could continue on. Well, I'm planting the seed. I know the book is freshly out, but you know, ideas develop and the world develops in different niches and in different areas, and maybe not just you know for education, uh, like the world and women doing things in their life or their community mm -hmm. or for themselves or for their or for their family. I want to dig in a little bit to the writing process. You said that it was on the Google Doc, but I remember seeing on Instagram and Facebook you both had meetups. I think. At different places and we're writing and I'm interested in that but today I was I was actually thinking and this is this is fortuitous just with with the timing of of kind of what I was thinking today and and, and reporting the podcast I do my best thinking when I'm talking to someone else kind of about what I'm thinking about and and what I'm talking about and how did this book come from that idea and that nucleus at that bar in Sacramento to you know, three months down the road, six months, and then really getting into the writing? Were you talking and how often did you talk? And I know that you both are friends, so you probably talk off more often than maybe some people, but did the book just start to elevate and elevate and elevate because you're like, yes and yes. And I think that's so important because I don't think that we as educators, but also in life, talk enough to other people about what we're thinking because other people make our ideas better in my opinion how was that process and that experience for you both um with with the book and developing developing it and then writing 
Rachel, you're smiling. Have I'm you smiling start? because if you were to ask our husbands, they would say, make sure <laughs> that if you're going to ask us or if they're going to talk, you better be a ready to listen and B, you better have like 30 to at least two hours on hand. Because when one of us goes, it's nonstop. In mm. fact, I think after one hour of my lease going straight, John said, dang, she talks faster and longer than you and takes less breaths. What is that? You found your match, Rachel. So these collaborative sessions were just hilarious. So Miley, do you want to kind of talk about how we connected in the different locations and such? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, luckily we're both really heavily involved with our state organization. And so we would see each other at state organization events until COVID hit and then everything was Zoom. So we were meeting on Zoom pretty regularly. We had a standing schedule meeting once a week that we didn't always hit, but it was available if we needed it. And, you know, th thinking back to it too, I think a lot of the the chapters and the, the organization of it, once we figured that part out, it, but the content development really was about experiences. So we would talk to each other and we would write about um, pivotal experiences that we had in our own career that we knew we needed to learn more about either through research or find other people that ex had those similar experiences to find commonalities. Was this a one-off that happened to Jess Miley's or a one-off that happened to Rachel, or is this a resonating event that women will be able to relate to um, timelessly and hopefully not timelessly, hopefully that changes, but, um, you know, but across time um, or, or regardless of geographical location. So what, Rachel, you think I kind of hit on that? Yeah. 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 And we had some meetups at the beach. Um, yeah. I love going to visit my Lisa. We would type out on the balcony at Spanish head in Lincoln city, yeah. which is one of my faves. Um, you didn't come up to the mountain, but mostly it was zoom and over, over yeah. at the beach. So I think there's actually pictures of us dressed up like pirates with our computers typing at the I same time. I think I remember yeah. that. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. Too funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I did a lot of research around women and superintendents and women in leadership when I did my dissertation. That was the content of all of that work. And it's been a passion area for me all throughout my 11 years in fire and then throughout education. And so it's been something that I've actively have read on about and have slightly been obsessed with. And actually, Adam, your book, Empower Our Girls, really got my brain going about, oh, this is good stuff, really good stuff. Man, we actually need to really drill down and make this apply back to education because we need to make sure we're doing a service and paying it forward to everyone there. So you, you were a huge help on lifting that. So thank you. No, I'm just appreciative for you putting the words on paper. And I remember when I was a principal, I had a, I had a, I had a new teacher, probably 24, 25. And I remember saying, you know, have you ever thought about becoming a principal? You should think about it. And I remember the conversation was like me, and I was like, yeah, you, like, why not? And yes, I'm a male and she was a female, um, but just having that someone open the door and open up the idea of, of it. And I just love she leads because people that are thinking about it or are in it and looking to go to the next level or, you know, broaden their, their network or realize that they're not alone in their thinking and they have a network all over the country. Um, it's just, it's just so, so, so important. So speaking of all over the country, I know you both um, have done some presenting and workshopping. And I just think, I think a half day or a full day workshop is such the best medicine to really go deep with an idea and to go deep with a topic. I mean, it's obviously a big part of the work that I do. And I know that you, Miley, and Rachel have really developed like a full day workshop, which I know is so valuable for, 
for districts and for organizations and for conferences, having a, having a she leads female strand at, at state and national conferences is just so important. Uh, educational service units, state uh, state leadership organizations, NASP, NASSP are the federal umbrella organizations. And then like COSA in, in Oregon, AXA in California, every state has these umbrella organizations. Um, I know uh, I work with these organizations all the time and they're always looking for amazing people and you are two amazing people that they should be looking at. So people that are listening, that are booking conferences, what could they expect? Um, what would they get from a half day, full day, multi-day, you know, kind of retreat somewhere um, if they're building, building a She Leads to empower women? And um, what could they expect? Maya Lise, why don't you start? And then let's hear from Rachel. All right. So um, I think they can expect a couple of things. One, we, we dive a little deeper into the book, into the organizational chapters that um, are jumping off points for different stages of leadership through whether it's negotiation or the interview process, um, things about your resume, all of those components, um, how to handle a difficult conversation or decision making. So we dive into that, but they also can um, can expect that we want to have networking involved. It's a big component of the book. It's how Rachel and I got together was through networking. It's um, you know going to the lead like a pirate Twitter chat at seven thirty my time Pacific time. Um, every Saturday morning is how I have met a number of people. And so networking um, and having those conversations as part of a workshop, regardless if you're on a, a two-hour uh, Zoom conference meeting, which we've done through uh, Newark, or if you're on a, a full-day workshop, we really work on Im embedding that as a, an important and vital part of, of the work. And then a lot of reflection time as well, having giving people that chance to look at and and kind of self-reflect on where they're at in their leadership journey and, and start making some decisions about where they want to go and, and planning what those next steps would be. It's been really cool after Newark, I've gotten a number of emails from women that are saying, Hey, after we heard you and Dr. Rachel George, we're ready to take the jump. Can you look over my resume? Can you look over my, yeah, Rachel, I don't think I've told you that. Um, can you look over my cover letter. You heard it here first. Yeah. <laughs> and it's been, it's been awesome. And I get excited when they respond back that they've sent off their first application and, um, you know, just having that knowing that we did something with 37 other women that have now inspired people to take that next step that they've been contemplating for a long time. I think that's the kind of the, the premise of what we would want our workshop to be is how can we be building courage and confidence in, in leaders so that they can take their next step. Well, I would even say all the organizations that I listed, they need to be thinking about their leaders that are not yet in administration, because when you're thinking about this next generation of, you know, aides or teachers that, like you said, my lease, you're like, I'm never going to be a principal. I didn't think. And then you did. We have to be We have to be grooming them to be taking over these leader leadership positions for people that are going to retire or leave the profession. It's a whole other area um, that I just thought about too. Like we got to bring them in. Rachel, um, what else to add? I also got to tell everybody I have done full day workshops with Rachel George. Uh, absolutely amazing on, on a national scale. Um, you know, it would, it, you, you gotta, you gotta reach out to them and we'll, we'll get all your contact information for people um, in a minute. Rachel, what else uh, could you add that my Lisa already yeah, said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we have keynotes. We have breakout yes. sessions and we have half day and full day workshops. So the whole gamut got to tell you, we have had a high demand from men only groups or predominantly men that are like, help me understand. There's not enough women at the table. What do we do? 
how do we get them here? How do we get their voice included? How do we help support this? So that's been really inspiring to see awesome. and hear. Um, so far, we've reached out to a handful of folks and done a lot of work. New Jersey, Washington, California, huge book study, um, along with rural leaders in Oregon. So a lot of folks that are finding this work that really resonates with them. And we also have some top secret information that's going to be coming out shortly, but we can't tell you about that. Adam, you know some of the, the down low secrets. Yes, uh, I do know the secrets. Yes. So those are, you know, those are information pieces that will come out later. But we do have, my least, some exciting news. And I don't think I've told you this. So this is like hot off the press. Hopefully I don't get in trouble for disclosing this. <laughs> but when we, Adam and I were on a call today, we found out that the Center for Advancing Leadership, the big umbrella for NAESP and all their fellows, they have a women in leadership group. And they do an annual book study across the nation with all these sister circles that are just like authentic, organic pop-up groups of everyone. We have actually a lot of people in Oregon that participate. So next year, so next school year, so 22-23, She Leads is going to be the book study awesome. that they take on. How cool yeah. is that? Very exciting. I was like, what? That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Super it's cool. amazing. It's amazingly cool. She leads the woman's guide to a career in educational leadership. It's going to be linked in the show notes at Dr. Rachel George at Miley's Tolan. Rachel, Miley's, what is the best way for people other than Twitter to maybe get in touch if they're like, yeah, I need these two women to, to do some work. What's the best way to just to reach out and get in touch with both of you? A Twitter messenger for me is great, but then um, Miley's Tolan at gmail.com. Too. I check that email every day. So that's another, another great way. Same thing, Twitter with that DM. And then the backup is rachel.george00 at gmail.com. Rachel.george was taken. So Miley's, I can <laughs> keep it simple. Like you apparently, there's a lot of Georges. <laughs> Not it's a all, lot of Miley's. So <laughs> it's all about, it's all about the DM. Uh, I've been looking forward to this uh, we tried to make this happen a few months ago. I'm so glad we circled back uh, on She Leads. I, I'm so proud to call you both friends and to know you and just for doing the work, having the conversation, having the conversations and, and pushing the work, not just in the book, but but in the work. I'm just uh, I'm just so proud of both of you. Everyone listening, pick up a copy. It's linked in the show notes. She Leads. And uh, hey, if you see uh, Rachel and Maya Lee in person, bring your book to have them sign it because that's always super special when the author can sign it. Uh, thank you again for coming on. Everybody listening, thanks for all you do. And I hope that you have an absolutely amazing day.